let's talk about last week, we actually talked about uh, <clears throat> how to perfect our faith. And we talked about that faith requires a partner, which is action, which is works. And so I don't want you to think that works are the thing that move God, right? God is God does what he does for us because he loves us. Now, the thing about it is, is that he has given us each a measure of faith so that we can lay hold of the promises that he has provided for us. And so what our faith does, our faith is our belief in God, it is our receipt, it is our confirmation, it is our title deed that says, yes, this thing that God purchased through Jesus Christ's salvation belongs to me. I believe it. It is my receipt. And then what we do, we walk out our works because faith has a corresponding action. See, when I'm in faith uh, to uh, to eat, all right, if I'm in faith to eat, if I'm believing that I'm going to get some food, then I have corresponding action. What does that corresponding action looks like? It may look like me going into my kitchen, getting some chicken, throwing it on the grill and cooking it, right? But it's all started with a thought and it all started with a dream. It all started with a vision. And one thing that the Lord said tonight to tell you is that it's okay to dream. You need to dream and that you need to imagine things. Why? Because he wants to exceed those things. Many of the dreams you have, they're not too extravagant. They're God ideas. Many of the things that you desire, they're not too extravagant. Extravagant. They're God ideas. And so when we go through the prophecy, I think if you're at the prayer, you're going to get a double dose of the prophetic word from July 2023. That's the first thing in my notes. But you got to understand, your dreams don't scare God, no matter how big they are, because they're his desires for you as a believer. If your thoughts are his thoughts, right, and your ways are his ways, and you've aligned yourself with God, the things that you want aren't things that you're making up. There are things that God wants for you, which brings us to tonight is that the abundance that you want, right? It's God's idea for you to have it. Abundance is God's idea for me. You didn't think of, uh, the. you didn't have the thought to be abundant. You didn't have the thought to have more than enough. God created that for you before he created you. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for the night. We thank you for your word. We thank you that we do not allow logic. We do not allow common sense. We do not allow our sense realm knowledge to limit what you want to do in our life. Father, we thank you that tonight that your word will bring revelation, will bring refreshing, will be renewing of minds so that we may see the way that you see and understand that you're fully capable to do what you said that you can do. And Father, we believe you above our own selves. We believe you above the economy. We believe you above all things. We trust you, God, and we turn you loose. In Jesus' name, amen. And so uh, I'm going to read through some of the uh, prophecy, prophetic word that Pastor John gave us uh, in July, and then we'll get into the word and we'll be out of here uh, right at eight o'clock. All right. It says, I am prepared to give houses, land, silver, gold, businesses, and more to those who will Look to me and not what's illogical. So the first thing that you, we got to understand here is that there are going to be an opportunity to look at things and you like, that doesn't make sense. Tell yourself, self, don't worry about it. We're going to trust God. Why? Because logic is a way of restricting and minimizing what God wants to do with your life. So God may say, hey, I want to give you 
a five acre lot to build your house on. You're like, well, I don't even know where I'm going to get that money from. I don't even know what's going to happen. And so, but I know I can get a one acre. So you go in and you get a one acre when God was really trying to give you five, but your logic minimized what God desired to give you. Why? Because logic puts God in a box. It says many of your good plans are logical, right? And I will bless them. That's what it says. I'll bless them. So you will get it, but it won't be the best. It's like I took Aiden the other day. It was one of the kids. I forget. It may not have been Aiden. I took him to get some shoes. And so I was fully prepared to buy them some really nice shoes. And then they get in there and they was like, uh-uh, I don't want those. And I'm like, dude, why don't you want those shoes? Those are really nice shoes. They're like, no, I want those. And I'm just like, he's like, that 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 just like costs too much. I'm like, who told you that costs too much? Who said that wasn't enough? I said, I'm the one that told you I wanted to give you those. It ain't even your money, but your logic, what you feel like you deserve and what you feel like you want, limits God's ability to perform in your life. And so it's not that you won't have. He'll bless you at the level you desire to be blessed. So if you desire the one acre instead of the five or the 50, he'll let you have the one acre, knowing though he would have gave you 50, knowing though he would gave you 5,000. He says, but I'm the God of more than enough. And I would love to do more for you. Just walk with me by faith. I have more. I did not create you to live in lack in the realm of just enough or even small doses of abundance. I am full of abundance and you are too. Hallelujah. Say, I'm full of abundance. It says, it is called out as you walk with me in faith. So how does the abundance manifest itself? It manifests itself as I exercise faith in the earth. He says, I am not offended by increase and abundance. For I am the source of your infinite supply. There is no lack in me. You cannot ask for enough to bankrupt God. You cannot ask for enough to bankrupt God. Why? Because he is Jehovah Jireh. There's nothing that we can ask for to bankrupt God. I mean, I say that almost every day after I heard Pastor Evan or Pastor Sean, whoever said that, like, you can't bankrupt God. There's nothing that you can ask for. But also, not only can you not bankrupt him, what you're asking for as a born-again believer who's a disciple of God and studies out his word and, and follows the spirit, what you're desiring is what God wants for your life. Because what you will understand is this, that it's God's ideal for me. And when we get to the end of the message, you'll understand that he wants you to have these things so that you may establish his covenant in the earth. So he wants you to have more than enough so that his covenant can be established. Because God isn't doing anything himself in the earth. He is working through you and I to make the kingdom of God manifest in the earth. So he needs a partner. I want to be that partner for God. So I got to understand that there's nothing I can ask my king for that he is not willing to give me because I am a king's kid. And as I go out as an ambassador of the kingdom, if I need something, the kingdom is obligated to give me the resources it I need to manifest the kingdom in this earth. All right. He says, I'm not offended 
by your increase. Hallelujah. I love to see my children walk in financial abundance for it is a part of the total life prosperity I have prepared for all who love me. Do not be afraid to ask and receive. I have to, I mean, that's that's real, man. I could tell you times where what I wanted was too big, but when you hang around, that's why you got to tame your team. When you hang around people long enough, you're like, no, I can ask for that. No, it's like, man, but you you convince yourself, no, I'm not worthy. I know that's too much. I mean, God just, God just blessed me with a new job. I mean, he's not concerned about giving you a new job and a new house and a new marriage and a new car and a new business all at once. That doesn't bankrupt God. That's not too much for God, right? You're limited to what you believe that can occur for you at one time. So if you can believe for multiple things, God is more than capable of having those things, your faith manifests those things in the earth. You're only limited to what your ability is to believe for. He says, do not be afraid to ask and receive. Do not be afraid to go beyond your current level of finances. I want to give you so much more. Just walk with me and do not allow the increase, abundance, and provision I give you to pull you away. I will not let, right, the tangible uh, outcome of the blessing pull me away from the blessor, God. I won't, I won't allow a resource to pull me away from the source. I won't allow money. I won't allow a job. I won't allow a relationship. I won't allow a house or a new boat. Pull, those are resources. I won't allow a resources to, resource to pull me away from the source, right? He says, just walk with me and do not allow increase abundance and provision to I give you to pull you away. Stay with me. Do not look to the left or to the right, but look to me as your source for everything. Yes, I will use people, but I am your complete source. You don't got to be out there dry begging. You don't got to be out there wondering where it's going to come from. God is your source. I know Pastor Edwin may have the money, but you don't look for Pastor Edwin to bless you. I know Coach Vaughn may have the money, but you don't look to Coach Vaughn to bless you. I know your sister may have what you need, but you don't look to your sister to bless you. God is your source. Yes, he will use people, but you don't look to people for provision. You look to God. Why? Because he may bless you in a way that's not logical. He may just call up the hospital and have somebody wipe out your debt so that you don't owe them anything. He may just call up Fannie Mae or whoever you owe your mortgage and, and cause them a computer, something to happen in a computer, and you don't owe a mortgage that month. You don't know how he's going to do it, so you can't look to people because God is my source. God is our source. So I can't forget that. He is my source. He says, I have surprises for you, things that do not make sense to your natural mind. If you will walk with me and you will stand in awe as you say, I didn't eat, as you say, I didn't even know this could be done this way. Hallelujah. God, I received, I, I received it. I didn't even know it could be done this way. 
Give God an opportunity, turn them loose. It says, this is so much more than I've ever imagined. Remember, I am your father who longs to exceed your thoughts and requests. I am your father who can do more than you can ask or think. I am your father. Say what I say. Do what I tell you. Believe my words and you will stand in awe at what I do in your life. Because what? It's my good pleasure. Turn me loose and let me show you. Hallelujah. Turn me loose and let me show you. So tonight, really quickly, I want to talk to you about it was God's idea to bless you. It was God's idea to bring you prosperity. It was God's idea to bring you abundance. It was God's idea. You don't got to be ashamed to have three cars and it be one person. You don't got to be ashamed to have four houses and it's just you and your spouse. That's okay to have more than enough. Because when God says, hey, that person's house burned down, can you give them a place? You say, oh God, these ain't my houses anyway. This all belongs to you. And you let them live there for a year rent-free while the insurance works out what they're going to do for their, for them in their life. Why? Because when you have more than enough, you're able to establish the covenant of God in the earth. You're able to make the kingdom permanent here in this region in which we live because heaven is taken care of. Earth is what's in need of a uh, Earth is what needs the Savior. Earth is what is where people are are waiting for the righteous to uh, to rejoice. Earth is is where we're waiting for the sons of God to manifest, right? And so I can have more than enough because having more than enough helps me establish the covenant. Let's go to Third John two. We're going to read verse two and verse four. It says, "Beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you continually enjoy good health, just as your soul, which is your mind, will, emotions, imagination, intellect." It's prospering. It says, I want you to prosper in every way. I want you to have more than enough in every way. So we're not just talking about money, but we are talking about money. But we're talking about our health. We're talking about uh, our relationships. We're talking about our careers. We're talking about our businesses. We're talking about us as employees on jobs. We're talking about our relationships with our kids. We're talking about all of that, right? He says, even as your soul prospers. So my soul has to prosper in order for me to understand and walk in the manifestations of God's goodness. But don't forget about verse four. It says, it is the greatest joy of my life to hear that my children are consistently living their lives in the ways of truth. Now, don't get me wrong. I want you to prosper and be in health, right? But hear me out. It gives me so much joy to know that you walk in the truth. What's the truth? That means I walk according to his word. I do what he wants me to do the way he wants me to do it at the time he wants me to do it for the people he wants me to do it for. Right. I, I don't I don't take my own mind in consideration. I don't take my own ways in consideration. He says I live according to his way. His way is true. And so we got to understand the desire to be prosperous, not a demonic desire. Right, because I'll be honest with you. I'll be uh, when I first met Pastor Evan and Pastor Sean, and and you know the not they weren't teaching necessarily prosperity. All the gospel itself is prosperity, right? So it's not a prosperity gospel. The gospel itself is prosperous. The fact that Jesus came, died, so that you may have life and be, and dwell with Jesus, uh, God forever and eternity in heaven. That is a prosperous message, right? Because right now you're broke without God. Right now you're broke without 
Jesus. Without salvation, you're broke. You're forever uh, separated from him, right? You're bankrupt. But with God, right, you have every need met. With God, you have victoric victory in everything. So the gospel is the too good to be true news. It is prosperous itself. But growing up in Southwest Arkansas and seeing limited finances, right, some of the stuff was like, ooh, that's a stretch. Like, I only knew getting paid a week and being broke on Saturday, right? You got paid on Friday. You got to go eat out on Friday evening. That was the one day you got to eat out. And then Saturday, uh, by Saturday or so, uh, you don't pay bills and you broke. And you wait until the next week. And that was kind of the cycle I grew up with, right? You had extra money maybe at Christmas or extra money at income tax time or somebody went to the I mean, I'm just talking about my life. Somebody went to the horse races or, or hit big on the square or something. Like, uh, those are times that you saw money, but there wasn't a consistent flow of abundance. And so for me, it was a stretch to begin to believe God that he wanted me to live abundant, it, that that was something for my life. And then you have to spend enough time in the word of God to understand that, man, I can make more money than this. Yeah, I can have more money than I have month. Yes, I can pay my mortgage two months ahead. Yes, I can pay off my cars early or even buy them cash. Yes, I can have tens of thousands of dollars in the savings account. All those things are realities to the person that chooses to believe that God wants that for them, their lives. Those gotta be, those are things you have to choose to believe that God wants for you. But because of that, I am now able to help a lot of people. So if somebody calls me and I feel like God tells me to bless them, I'm able to bless them because I got more than enough money to take care of me and my family. But as long as I as long as I was struggling and I was wondering where food was going to come from and I was wondering where the next meal was going to come from, it was made it very difficult then to have somebody that I know somebody or meet a stranger and they need they need like today i was at the daycare and somebody needed they and i found out somebody daycare bill wasn't paid i'm like okay cool let's just pay that right i mean let's just take care of that for them but you got to believe god that's why abundance is there it's not that abundance is for your selfish needs but you're going to be blessed in the process but god is establishing this covenant why would you pay for my daycare bill because the Lord told me to. That's why. That's why I would do that. And it opens up a conversation to establish God's kingdom in the earth and to invite somebody in to know Jesus. That's why you got to have more than enough. That's why you got to have elaborate experiences. That's why you got to, because if you always dine in and don't knock me, don't knock what I'm about to say, but if you always or want to stay at Holiday Inn and you never want to go to the night, the four-star hotel, if you never want to go to the resort, don't you know there's people at resorts and four-star hotels who need Jesus? Don't you know there's people at the uh, Bugatti uh, car lot that need Jesus? Don't you know that there's people who are buying Rolls Royce that need people? So if all you ever drove was a Honda and we own a Honda, there's nothing wrong with a Honda. But you got to be able to want more but God is trying to position people to believe him so that he can establish his covenant in the earth. You got to be able to access all places in order to access all people. 
So I gotta want more to access more. I gotta want more to access more. So let's keep going so we can get done for tonight. It says, God has never operated on a just enough uh, occasion. Well, I mean, think about it. When he fed the 5,000, it was baskets left over. When a woman came to him with the uh, with needing the oil because she didn't know how she was going to pay her bills, right? They're going to take her sons. He said, go get uh, glasses from everybody. She poured oil and she paid her bill. And he's like, oh, just go live off the rest, right? Everything God does, he doesn't do it with just enough, right? He doesn't do just enough. Adam and Eve were placed in a garden of abundance. He didn't put them in a place of lack. He didn't put them in a place of just enough. He didn't put them in a place where it's slightly more than enough. He set them up with abundance. That's all they saw. They were born into the earth and all they saw was abundance. They never knew what lack looked like until they started entertaining and say entertain sin. See, when you begin to entertain sin, it causes your lack of humanity to become bigger. But as long as you walk in obedience to God, then you understand his capability in the earth. And that's what becomes bigger. So sin is a distractor. It pulls you away from your ability to focus on God. And so we know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And one of the ways he does that is by getting us to want to fulfill our flesh. All right. Isaiah 46, 9 and 10 says it, says it like this. It says, remember carefully the former things which I did from ages past, right? For I am God and there's no one else. I am God. There's no one like me. Watch this. It was God's idea to bless you. Declaring the end and the result from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things which have yet have not yet been done, saying my purpose will be established and I will do all that pleases me and fulfills my purpose. Now he says, I'll do all that pleases me, right? Now what pleased God? We read 3 John 2. I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. It says, and then we know that how do we please God? We please God through our faith, right? We please God through our faith, right? So God gave us the measure of faith. He gave us this measure of faith so that we may please him. Because when we please him, it brings his purpose into the earth. That's what pleases God. So God takes pleasure in our prosperity. It makes him happy. It fulfills his will. So you desiring to be free of cancer is not a selfish desire. It's the will of God for your life. You don't got to ask if it's God's will. It is God's will. If you got sickness of any kind, you don't got to ask if, if God you be willing. No, that's religion. It's God's will for you to be healed. You don't got to ask and wonder. That's God's desire. So God, I thank you for the healing of high blood pressure. I thank you for the healing of blood disease. I thank you for that I'm healed of diabetes. I thank you that I'm healed of cancer. I thank you I'm, I'm healed of thyroid issues. I thank you that I'm healed. You got to take what belongs to you. Now, God, I thank you that I'm healing. I'm in faith for that. So God, when I'm in faith, I understand that I can have some expectations, Father. So I thank you for wisdom on how to appropriately apply the word of God in this situation. God, I thank you for a plan of action, Father. I thank you for 
favor concerning the right doctors and the right things that I need to manifest this. I thank you for strength to endure and to change comes. And God, all else fails. I thank you for a miracle that if nothing else happens, if the medicine doesn't work, if the doctor's diet uh, doesn't work, I thank you, God, that I can come to the Come to your word and through your word, I could be healed. The same way you sent your word and you healed the, uh, the, the daughter of the uh, of the uh, the captain, the same way that the people came to you and it says that all of them were healed. God, I thank you that I received that same healing, right? Because I'm when I'm in faith, I can have some expectations of what will occur. And so I'm not asking if it's God's will. I am declaring that I receive it. And I'm asking God for the wisdom. I'm asking God for the plan of action. I'm asking God for the favor. I'm looking for those things in the earth because it's already done. Why? Because my faith was confirmation that it belonged to me. My faith was the receipt that it was already mine. So when I went to the bank and they said, no, this must not have been the bank that God wanted me to, or I may not have talked to the right person. God, am I in the right place? Because I know that the yes for my, my uh, loan approval is out there. So am I in the right place, God? Is this the plan for us? God, I thank you for favor. God, I thank you for favor. Show me where I need to go. Where is my yes? And you go to the second bank and it's a no. And you go to the third bank and it's a no. You don't start to doubt God because God's word is final. You just got to stand in the ring, baby. You just got to go all through the rounds. The, the enemy will bring punches. He will sucker punch you. He will make things look like they won't show up. So this is how I talk to myself, Ralph. Hey, it's already yours, dude. You can't quit. You got to stand in there. You got to be steadfast, unmovable. Your, your God, your daddy wouldn't dangle a carrot before you and not give you that thing. It belongs to you. So every time you get a no, it isn't a no. God already said yes. So you keep going. Why? Because your yes is out there. But, but don't let a no stop you. A no is temporary. The yes is permanent. The no is temporary, but God's yes is permanent. And so if you just keep going through those temporary no's, but baby, once you get hold of that permanent yes. So I, you can't get, you can't waver because it doesn't look like what you think it should look like. You can't waver because your body may still be in pain. You can't waver because your marriage and your relationship may not look exactly what you thought it would look like when God said that he would restore it. Sometimes, baby, it just takes some work. It just takes some going through some things. It takes some growing up. It takes some maturing. It takes you downloading some wisdom. It takes you growing up in character. And sometimes the enemy just holds things up. But what I will not do is waver on what God said would be true. So that's why God gave us faith. Why? Because what is faith? Y'all should be know, know this already. Faith is what? The supernatural force, belief, or power, right? Who provided us faith? God. Who did he give it to? The believer. Now look at the why. To bring his will into the earth. To bring the will of God into the earth. So every teaching we've been talking about, faith's purpose is to bring the kingdom of God out of heaven into earth 
to establish the permanency of God's kingdom right here. Why? Because God is about souls. Everything God does is about soul winning. He's about making our lives better. Why? Because when you, as a king back in the day, the kingdom that, that was the best had the best looking people. He wants you healthy. He wants you whole. He wants you looking your best. Why? Because that makes his kingdom look better. That's attractive to other people. It says you can choose to believe it or not. You can choose to believe God or not. However, your failure to believe does not prevent God's will from manifesting in the earth. It just limits how much of it you will personally experience. Your failure to believe does not prevent God's will from manifesting in the earth. It just limits how much of it you will personally experience. See, there will be people in FOC that get houses paid for. And the fact that you don't believe that a house could be paid for cash won't stop God from doing it from other people. It'll just limit his ability to do it for you. And so every day we get to wake up and make a choice. Do I believe God or do I believe my circumstances? Do I believe God or do I believe what my body is selling me? Do I believe God or do I believe what the economy is saying? Do I believe God or do I go, I, I, I believe what my mortgage is telling me? Every day we get to make a choice. And there will, and you can't be mad at God and you can't be mad at other people because they chose to stay in the fight. The fight fixed anyway. Yeah, you may get punched. Yeah, you may catch a bruise. You may get a black eye every now and then. But if you just stay in the fight, then you'll be, the Holy Spirit will begin to teach you how to move and shake. So you won't even encounter as many bumps and bruises. There will be people in FOC. I mean, there will be people. There will be partners. I even tell you this. There will be people who never grace the threshold of our ministry but take the word that Pastor Evan and Pastor Sean has taught and believe it to be true and they will receive the goodness while many people are in the house. We see you every at the huddles. We see you at every event and you don't experience it because you choose not to believe. Once again, say if you would put that back up there, your failure to believe does not prevent God's will from manifesting in the earth. It just limits how much of it you will personally experience. So I don't be mad at BJ or Cynthia or Latonya or, 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 or Kim for the great things that God is doing for them, right? Why? God is big enough to do everything they need and everything I need all at the same time. He's big enough. So let's wrap up for tonight with a few quick truths, all right? Number one, God wants to bless you. I think we've established that, but if you ever want to doubt, because sometimes you got you got to, you got to convince yourself of what the word says. You just got to meditate on it over and over and over again, right? Psalms thirty-five and twenty-seven. Let them shout for joy and be glad to favor my righteous cause. Yeah, let them right say continually. Let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of His servant. Do you serve God? If you say yes, then God has pleasure in your prosperity. God wants to bless you. Abundance, that's God's idea for me, right? Psalms 84 and 11, 
out of the Amplified. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows, presents grace and favor and future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. But see, this is, this is the reason you need to walk. You need to be a disciple. This is the reason that you need to honor God. This is the reason you need to have radical obedience, right? I think that was number three last week, uh, radical obedience. Uh, that was number four. You got to have, you have to obey radically, right? Why? Because when I'm walking uprightly, right, God ain't going to withhold anything from me. And it's not that God ever wants to withhold anything from us. It's the fact that our disobedience hinders our ability to believe God for stuff. Because if, if you realize it, it's really difficult to believe God wants to do something for you while you're out there doing all those other bad things. What's a bad thing? Anything God not didn't ask you to do. If he told you not to take the job, if he told you not to go to the grocery store right now, or if he told you to go to the grocery store and you stayed there, right? The more disobedience you have in your life, the more it disconnects you from God, right? Discon disobedience doesn't move you towards God. It moves you away. Uh, Psalms 1, 15 and 14. It says, may the Lord give you increase more and more you and your children. See, some of, some, I mean, my obedience today, yeah, it, it sets up, we'll get to live a really nice life, right? I'm going to get to real, live a really nice life, and it's going to be awesome, and I'm going to see the works of God, and I'm going to get to bless a whole bunch of people, uh, but my kids are going to do more, and my grandkids are going to do more. See, there are some things that God may be showing you and you may not get to see it in this lifetime, but you're going to sow the seeds needed so that your kids and your grandkids harvest what you have seen. You may see your family owning millions of acres or, or millions of dollars of real estate and you may get to 80, 85, 90, 105 and you only owe own four million dollars worth of uh, real estate and you saw yourself owning a half million, I mean, a half billion dollars worth of real estate. Baby, just keep sowing that seed and keep praying. Why? Because God wants to be good to you and increase you more and more, you and your children. And so as as as, as a man in the ministry, as a, even as a woman in the ministry, we got to always understand that the decisions we make today affect our present and our eternity. It, it impacts our presence, our present and eternity. And so every decision I make to believe God makes the lives of my children better. But they also got to learn to believe God. So as I teach them to believe God, as I teach them, I told them the other day, I said, look, everything, they were they had spent like three hours on the Nintendo or something, on the games. And I was like, hey, guys, it's time to do uh, Victory Zone. Uh, so, because we didn't get that done, we got to read a couple things, and they were murmuring and complaining. And I said, "Look, every good thing we enjoy is only only here because God's grace. So, what you're not gonna do is disrespect God and be willing to sit down and watch TV for five hours and not be able to sit down and watch a Victory Zone video that's 18 minutes and then talk to me about it for 10. That's what you're not gonna be able to do. And so that's why as parents. If we lack that ability as adults, how in the world are we able to coach our kids into doing the same things? And that's how we have generations of people that are off and they don't believe God 
is because no one ever disciplines themselves and then requires the same thing with my kids. You can't live in my house and say you're not going to go to church. You can't live in my house and say you're not going to believe God. You can't live in my house. There's just some things you're not. God has been way too good to Ralph Marlowe for you to come over here and disrespect him like that. If, if you listen, every dollar I got is only because God has uh, uh, provided it for me. Everything. And so if I'm not training up my kids in that, then that scripture can't be true for me because it makes it really hard for the Lord to increase more and more me and my children if my children aren't really ever taught to honor the Lord. But I can't teach my kids what I ain't doing. Because they'll be like, well, daddy, you said we're supposed to be sowing and a tither, but I don't see you tithing. I, I don't see you giving. I don't see you uh, like daddy. Why was it okay to cuss that person out? That ain't the, that ain't the spirit of the Lord. So they're watching, right? They're watching. And those seeds that I'm sowing, and then that's why you got to be real. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure why we're here. That's why as a parent, you got to really, well, I'm sure why we're here. As a parent, you got to really be, be cautious of what you're doing and and so like one thing I'll, I'll be i'll be honest one thing i'm very cautious of is talking about how much anything costs because i don't want my kids uh going around like oh this costs too much or this doesn't cost too much because for for my life that was something i did and so now if it's something that that's cost a lot it's like oh I, i'll see you later right i'll come back to you Daddy, can we get this? Not, not right now, baby. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it, right? Saying the right words so that you're incre helping increase their faith as they grow, all right? So let's, let's we've chased that bird long enough. Philippians 4.19, let's get to that. It says, and my God will liberally supply, fill until it's full, your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He don't need my bank account to make it happen. God doesn't need your bank account to make it happen. That's all they're saying. He said, look, it was my desire. I don't invite you to a party and then make you pay. God, that's what he said. I'm not inviting you to the party and making you pay. He says, I'll liberally supply your every need according to whose riches? My riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So you're tangible output the is not based on i mean your tangible receiving or anything is not based on anything other than god now will god say take 10k out your savings and, and sow it and, and i'll tell you like when we moved in this house that we live in now it wasn't based on off anything that we had you know why we didn't have nothing the lord says i want to give y'all a house raff and april we said yes lord and he said i don't want to give you a starter home in a sense that I don't want you to get in no house that's 14, 1,500 square feet. He says, you'll live in a house that's 2,000 square feet. That was a word that we got from God for that time. And so we started looking. And the first thing you got to do is don't look at anything that doesn't look like what God told you you can have. Why? Because it diminishes your faith. So we started looking. And when we found a house, uh, we it had weeds all around it, blah, blah, blah. And we was like, we think that's it. We walked in there and the first thing we saw on the ground was a big cross etched in the concrete. And we was like, okay, this is it. It was three bed, 
two bath, two thousand twenty two hundred square feet. Had everything we wanted. I mean, had, we were only twenty two, twenty three, and they wanted. Man, they wanted. I forgot how much money they wanted for this house, but it's more than what we had. I didn't even have a job really. I was self employed. I was working as a, a mental health case manager. And somehow we went and did the paperwork and they was like, y'all qualify. And I was like, that wasn't nothing but God. And they was like, well, you need so many thousands of dollars down. We was like, we don't got any money to put down. I was like, I was like, so I told my realtor, I was like, hey, look, and then this was the numbers. We were like, this is what we're going to offer. We want you to offer this amount. Tell them we want a fence, I mean, a blind, two inch wood blinds. Tell them we want this, this gutters all the way around the house. She said, that's crazy. They're not going to do that. It was like, just do it anyway. And they submitted it and they accepted it all. We closed on the house and we got a check back at closing. It didn't make logical sense. And it's amazing. And now that we're looking for another house, God said, remember what I did before? Don't let them interest rates fool you. Don't, don't let the cost of a mortgage get you all distraught. Don't look at that. Why? Because I did it once, I'll do it again. See, sometimes you may forget about the things that God did. If he did it once, he'll do it again. He is not a God that wants you to be satisfied. He is a God of growth. He's a God of movement. He's a God of expansion. He's a God of conquering. See, he put us in this earth to conquer. And so now we don't own one house, but we own multiple houses. We got real estate properties. And now we're going to get a new house for us to live in. But here's the thing. God asked me, God gave me some things to do during that time. He said, every time you encounter your man and woman of God, he said, I want you to sow a seed into their life. See, when you're in faith, you got some faith expectations, right? He'll give you wisdom. He, he did that, right? He gave us a plan of action. Our plan of action was to sow. So we sowed. Every Sunday when I saw Pastor Evan and Pastor Shun, I sowed. Every Wednesday when I saw him, I sowed. If I saw him during the week, I sowed a seed. Because that was what God told me to do. What was logical would be to take seed money and save it for down payment money, right? What was logical would take seed money and buy down points. What was logical was take that money and buy furniture, right? But you believe God one step at a time. And so we believe God and we sold and we sold and we sold and we got in the house. But once we got in the house, we didn't even have a TV. We didn't have a washer or dryer, right? We didn't have any of that. And you know what we did? We believed God. God, I thank you for it. We went to the laundromat. And while we were in the laundromat, we went in there talking about we're going to be here forever. We was, we was in there smiling, having fun. as we were like, thank you, Lord, for our washer. Thank you, Lord, for our dryer. Thank you, Lord. We're about a month or six weeks in. And somebody called us and like, hey, I got a washer and dryer that y'all can have, brand new. Well, praise the Lord. Sometimes we don't like that feeling of not being comfortable between getting the word from God that establishes faith and manifestation. We want to move that fast. We don't want to move that. And see, what that did for us, it helped us grow up. It helped us trust God. It helped us understand 
that God will do exactly what he said he would do, that he's a, that he's accountable, that he is committed, that he won't fail us. And so now you go back and you pull on that word and like, mm -mm, God won't do that to me. So as I believe God for a new X or as I believe God for a new Y, as I believe God for a family member, as I believe God for a coworker, as I believe God for restoration of relationships, as I believe God that, that, that the lukewarm come back to him, come back to him. I don't get discouraged by what I see. Every trip to that laundromat, I didn't get discouraged about if God was going to give me the washer and dryer. I received the washer and dryer when God told me he would do it. So right now, this is temporary. Remember what I told you? That no earlier, that was temporary. That rejection letter for about that job, that was temporary. That, 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 that right there, that was temporary. But what you can do to minimize temporary and to, memorize, to minimize those is obey God. See, some of you are hurt in relationships, from relationships, because there are people that God never told you to connect to. They, they weren't people God told you to connect to. You, there may be some no's along the process. Why? Because the enemy isn't going to make it easy for the kingdom to manifest itself in the earth. So you can expect some turbulence probably along the way. But sometimes you bring unnecessary, unnecessary no's, right? Unnecessary heartache. Why? Because you, 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 you hook up with things that don't belong to you. God didn't tell you that that was boo. God didn't tell you that that was your career. God, I mean, you in a whole career that God didn't call you to. Not just a job. You in a whole career. You out there being a firefighter when God didn't call you to be a lawyer. You out there uh, hiding behind the scenes when God has told you to be a leader. You out there being happy because you you working on the floor and God has told you to be in the CEO's office, but you afraid, right? You too quiet. You too shy. That ain't my personality. You right. It ain't your personality, but it's God's personality for you. But see, the great thing about God, he'll always let you choose. You can always be an employee, but he'll always have you at CEO status. In heaven, you're a whole CEO, but in the earth, you're an employee because that's what you chose to believe for yourself. See, in heaven, you're a multimillionaire, but in earth, you don't, you can't even pay your rent at $500 a month because that's what you chose to believe about yourself. In heaven, you're the healed of the Lord, but on earth, it never manifests and you deal with it every day, all day because you just didn't simply want to walk and drink the water and mind the business that God told you to mind. All right. So let me give you these other two real quick. We ain't going to go through them all. So the quick few quick truths. God wants to bless you. Jesus came to give you abundant life, not abundant lack. Y'all know John 10 and 10. The thief purpose is still killing the short, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. All right. And then number three, God wants you blessed. And I've been saying this all night so you can establish his covenant. I will read Deuteronomy 8 and 18, and then we'll be right out here. Yep. It says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power. That means the ability, all right, the wisdom, the, the, the dunamis to get wealth. That what? Number one, there's nothing wrong with wealth. That was God's idea. Why did he give it to me, though? That he may establish 
his covenant, which he swore to his fathers as it is this day. So I am to have wealth and abundance to establish his kingdom. Look up what that word establish means, to set up on a firm or permanent basis. So God wants me to have wealth so that he may set his covenant on a firm, so that his that so that he may set up right on a permanent basis his covenant which he swore to his fathers now i'm not a big historian but if you know anything about history when you went to take land then you had to set up a new camp right that new camp was your indication that it was under new control. And as that new control, as your as your presence began to be known, that 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 camp expanded and so until it became a full city, right? What God says is, I am giving my people wealth so they can set up on a permanent basis in earth my covenant, my kingdom. So the earth will resemble exactly what it looks like in heaven. And he said, the only way they can do that is that if I give them access. So let me give everybody the measure of faith so that they can receive through confirmation what is in heaven for them here in the earth. And so that faith will give them ability to produce here on earth. And so God says, hey, look, I want you blessed because I want the kingdom to take over the earth. I want you to have abundance. Why? Because I want my kingdom to take over the earth. See, God is looking for people that's not about them so that when you have a job that pays you six figures, right? Because everybody at FOC makes $100,000, right? You're like, well, I don't. Yes, you do. You, I make $100,000. You make $100,000. We make $100,000. Why? Because that's the word of the house. Now, it may not have manifested itself in the natural for you yet, but you don't speak that you don't do it. Why? Because it belongs to you. I don't. You don't see my kids running around here saying, oh, I'm a Vaughn. I'm a Strickland. I'm, I, I, I'm a Valley. No, they don't say that. Why? Because that's not their father's name. But how many times do we go out here and we speak things that's not our father's name? Know your daddy and say what your daddy says. Trust that your daddy will come through for you. See, some of y'all didn't have good daddies. I didn't have a great daddy growing up, right? But man, I'm telling you what, Pastor Evan showed me what fatherhood looks like. The, the guys in my tribe show me what I know more good fathers than I know bad fathers. Why? Because all of that's subject to change. Why? Because when facts encounter the truth, facts change. So your husband may not be the best husband today. Your wife may not be the best wife today. Your account may not be more than enough today. You may not make six digits in the earth today. But look, facts change when they encounter the truth. And the truth is, God wants you loaded. God wants you abundant in every area of your life. That's why at FOC, we're a church teaching you to do what? Walk in love, live by faith, and experience God's prosperity. Where? In every area of your life. So I'm not sure who it is today. But whatever the fact is in your life, it can change because the truth changes facts. At one time, the earth was dark and without void. And void, it was dark and void and didn't have any light. And Jesus said, let there be light. 
and light showed up. Why? Because at the word of God, facts change because they encountered the truth. So as you as we wrap up tonight and you continue your journey through 2023, right? Don't forget about the prophecy. It's on the website. Don't forget about the word that Pastor Sean gave us uh, in July, right? Don't forget the five things on how to turn your faith loose. You got to hear the word of God, right? That's your job to position yourself to hear the word of God. You got to believe and receive what that word says. You got to then speak that word, right, out of your mouth. It will become natural for you because that word, when you spend so much time on it, uh, it'll just flow out of your mouth naturally. Why? From the abundance of a man's heart, his mouth speaks, right? And then we got to radically obey. That means we don't let logic get in our way. I want y'all to type that as we end tonight. Don't. I will not let my logic get in the way. I won't let my logic get in the way. And then number five, I got to praise God for victory, right? I praise him for what he's already done. Lord, I thank you for a job that makes, if you already make six digits, Lord, I thank you for a job that makes twice the amount I make now. Lord, I thank you for the uh, the salvation of my sister. Lord, I thank you for the salvation of my family. I thank you that they're whole. I will not be deterred by what I see in this earth because I know the truth is their life belongs to Jesus. I know the truth is that the lukewarm are coming back to God. I know the truth is that the word of God draws every man to repentance. I know the truth is that I have victory regardless of what my bank account looks like. The truth is I own home. The truth is I have more money, money than I have month. The truth is I have peace of mind. The truth is I'm full of joy. So God, I thank you that the truth is changing my facts every day that I live. Every moment that I breathe, I encounter more of who you are in this earth and your kingdom is confirmed through me, right? Your kingdom is confirmed through me, all right? So that's how we turn our faith loose. Know that it's God's will for you to be blessed. It's his idea. He invited you to the party and baby, he's already paid for it. He's invited you to a party that he has already paid for. Choose to show up. That's what you do every time you exhibit faith. You choose to show up to the party that God invited you to and he has already paid for it. Amen. Amen. Let's go through these announcements real quick. All right. Um, Oh, yes, I didn't read that. So they posted in there, so I was going to read it. Do not be blinded by the tactics of the enemy to dissuade, intimidate, deceive, and evoke fear or doubt. The victory is already yours. Stay in the fight by staying in faith. Stay in the fight by staying in the word. Stay, I mean, stay in faith by staying in the word. Stay in the word by setting up the appropriate boundaries needed to focus on what matters most manifesting the will of God through developing intimacy with him. Turn God loose. All right, so let's get to our announcements. All right, today's Wednesday. So I will see you guys on Friday. You know, the uh, everyday uh, uh, things we do. Friday, you got Circle of Champions. Sunday, you got Pastor Chris in Elder Valley at 9. You got Pastor Sean and Pastor Edwin at 9.30, right? Mondays, we got Strategies for Success with Pastor Sean. Followed up Tuesday with Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. And make, hey, y'all go check out Tuesday's Ed Talk. I was driving around. I got to go listen to it again myself. Uh, and you know where I'm going to go listen to it at? I'm going to go to Apple Podcasts and listen. And then I got to leave my review because I haven't left my review yet. 
Uh, I liked it and subscribed, but I didn't I didn't leave my review. So go check out uh Pastor Strick, Ed Talk with Pastor Strick on Apple Play, uh Podcast. Leave a five-star review. If you ain't heard, I can go ahead and tell you you can leave five stars. It's lit, it's great, it's practical, it's it's everything you need to begin to walk in a better you. All right. Uh and, and leave that form. He was number he was 212 last. Last week, we want to make sure that he is at least in the top 150 this next week. So let your people know uh, uh, who did, uh, about subscribing to that, right? I think it's www.pastorstrick.com. If you go there, it's an easy way to sign up for that. But let's support our man and woman of God. And if you're a first-time visitor, I go ahead and tell you, if I said anything remotely that blessed your life today, it's partly because, or mostly because, Number one, God, but what I've learned from Pastor Edwin Strickland. And so go ahead and go to his website, find, and, and Pastor Sean, and go to the website, check it out, uh, subscribe to his podcast. Let's help him get in the top 100 in the nation. All right. All right. So at FOC, y'all know we have 100% givers and tithers, tithers and givers, right? So the tithe belongs to God. We thank the Lord for our, our, our faithful partners uh, and friends who, 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 who continue to give abundantly to our ministry so that we can do do great things in the earth for God, all right? And so you can do that via Giveify, PushPay, Tally, Text2Give, uh, and then for our international partners, you can give it at PayPal at focchurchnwa at gmail.com, all right? And uh, let me get to my banners folder. I want to go back over those things at first. Don't forget the scholarship drive. You, you can utilize any of those methods there to give to the scholarship drive. Um, I gave mine, I use Gillify, so I go to Gillify, and then I type in my amount, and I hit scholarship. That's where it's going, right? So that's those are ways that you can give to a scholarship there. Don't forget about the huddle on August 13th, and then don't forget about the brunch. I want to invite y'all to come to the brunch, man. Come hang out. I, I'm a little biased, but we a fun group of people. I already brought my tickets. Me and my kids, we all going. All right. So I brought the family edition. I think for I forgot what the amount was, but it's two adults and three kids under the age of sixteen. So that's the package I brought. All right. So we hanging out. We gonna kick it up there. We invite y'all to come hang out with us. It'll be a great time. The seats are limited, so if it's something you desire to do, I would just go ahead and purchase the seats now. The link is up there, and I think they dropped it in the comments as well so that you guys can take advantage of that, all right? So that is everything for tonight. I so love you guys. You guys be blessed and have a wonderful rest of the night, all right? Bye-bye.